Thanks to LinkedIn for supporting industry focus. LinkedIn Jobs uses knowledge of both hard and soft skills to match you with the people who fit your role the best. Post a job today at linkedin.com slash full and get $50 off your first job post. Welcome to Industry Focus, the show that dives into a different sector of the stock market every single day. Today is Wednesday, October the 23rd, and we're talking healthcare. I'm your host, Shannon Jones, and I am joined by Fool.com's health and tech specialist, Brian Feroldi. Brian, how's it going? Hey, Shannon, awesome to be back. Uh, This is my favorite time of year, so I'm all smiles up here in Rhode Island. How are things down in D.C.? You know, things are starting to get cold. I do like the fall, but I do not like the transitions, and my throat does not like the transitions, because usually my voice will go out right at the start, and I'm already starting to feel it. But, you know, for the season, for the fall festivals, for Thanksgiving, like this, this is probably one of my top seasons, I will say that. Yeah. Uh, awesome to have you in the show. Thanks for, for braving it to be here. Yes, just for you and just for our listeners. And it was really about um, our show topic this week because I'm, I'm excited. You know, there's been so much focus and attention on the IPO space. Uh, for better or for worse, we've seen some some awesome IPOs come onto the market, but we've also seen some explode. But in the healthcare space, there's actually two that have caught our attention. So I'm thrilled to have you, Brian, on the show to help us dig into these because these are two really medtech IPOs um, that really every listener out there, if you haven't heard of them, if you're not watching them, if they're not in your portfolio, you should seriously be considering it. Um, but we're going to talk through those two and give you which one we think is the best of the two. Brian, let's kick things off with the first stock. It's a company known as Transmedics, that's ticker symbol TMDX. Brian, let's start out. Let's tell the listeners exactly what Transmedic does and the problem they're attempting to solve for. Yeah, so as 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 some some, some of our listeners do know, uh, 2019 has definitely been a big year for IPOs. Um, but there's been so many headline grabbing ones that it's very easy for smaller companies like the two we're going to talk about today to fly under the radar. So these are definitely companies that, uh, when I've dug into them, really have uh, fascinated me. Uh, so Transmedics is uh, focused on the organ transportation uh, market. Uh, so specifically, they deal with organ transportation between the donor and the recipient. So this company was founded uh, in the 1990s by a doctor named Walid Hassanian, who was just a uh, resident at the time when he observed his first heart transplant surgery. And he was really excited uh, to be in there with all the cool technology that was going on, but he was taken aback when the uh, heart that was going to be transplanted into the patient was brought into the room in a beer cooler. And he just thought that that was crazy. uh, he, he knew that um, organs uh, are supposed to be inside the human body at 98 degrees with uh, b- fresh blood coming to them constantly. That's the environment that they like. They do not like being on a pile of ice. So uh, as he as he uh, grew in his career, he came to learn a very sad statistic, which took me aback when, when, when I learned about it. So as many as 80% of donated organs, so that would be hearts, lungs, and kidneys, f- die before they make it into the patient and they end up as medical waste. So this is actually a very big problem that is preventing many, many people from getting the life-saving organs that they need. Um, so Dr. Hassanian was a bit of a, a rebel, a bit of an entrepreneur, and he started to tinker with ways in his spare time that he could keep these um, organs 
fresh and alive during the transportation problem. Because if he could solve that, then he could greatly increase the supply and availability of organs that were out there. Um, so he founded a company called Transmedics. Um, he's been at it for 20 years. And fast forward today, and they now have a product on the market called the Organ Care System which just revolutionize how organs go from uh, the donor uh, to the recipient. So instead of being transported around in a uh, cooler and flushed with all kinds of pharmaceutical products to try and uh, keep them alive, um, they're put into this cart-like system with a clear plastic top on it, and the organ is surrounded by warm, oxygenated, nutrient-enriched blood, and it's also at a constant temperature of 98, uh, 98 degrees. So if you go to this company's website, you will literally see a heart that is outside the body beating or a pair of lungs that are breathing outside the body. And this company has the data to show that transporting organs via its method is vastly superior than using uh, cold pharmaceuticals and an ice bucket. <laughs> Pretty much it is an ice bucket. And it's amazing to me um, that this is new technology here in 2019. I mean, granted, this company has been around uh, for a little bit trying to perfect this technology. But to, to even think about having to carry around organs in coolers is just remarkable to me. You mentioned that 80% statistic of organs that die. Um, just to give our listeners some context, when we were talking about just lungs and lung transplants, 87% of lungs that are transplanted with this organ care system actually make it to the patient. Um, and that's much, much higher than the 23% that are kept in cold storage. So this is remarkable technology. I'd encourage anybody to go out and actually look at their website, look at these videos. It almost kind of looks like they transport this in an incubator of sorts. Um, and it's just absolutely fascinating. So they are targeting heart, lung, um, liver also on the horizon. But that's not all. What I love about this company is that they have been going after kind of these larger organ market. So you've got heart, you've got lung, liver, and then you've also got kidney transplants on the horizon. When we're talking about kidneys, I mean, this is, it was astounding as I was looking through the statistics, kidney patients that are waiting for a kidney, there's a waiting list over 80,000 patients long at any given time during the year. Um, in terms of transplants, you're talking about 16,000 that actually happen. For context, I mean, you think about their heart uh, transplants. The waiting list is about 6,000 and transplants are about 2,000 a year. So they've been increasingly and strategically going after these larger and larger markets. And at the heart of it all, Brian, is technology that actually works and saves lives. Yeah, I mean, this is a company that is very easy to root for um, if, because they're taking organs that could that would otherwise be going to waste and they're making them viable and they they are on a mission to really get people the organs that they need and and save lives and their technology um, allows organs to last outside the body for um, up to 20 hours so that is a long enough time span to uh, enable organs to be transported by uh, plane or airplane and they're actually um, unlocking the ability to move organs across countries for the first time ever. Uh, and that can really not only open up the uh, that that can really go a long way to to open up the supply and make it easier to match um, donors and recipients um, because you don't have to worry about the travel time being so compressed. So 
Uh, opportunity here, very big. This is an easy company um, to root for. As you said, they, they are going after numerous uh, markets. They are currently approved outside the U.S. for lung and heart. Uh, within the U.S., they are um, FDA approved for lung transplants, and they expect to have heart um, transportation of, with available within the next 18 months or so. Uh, they are currently enrolling for the, the liver um, in both the U.S. and international markets. So that was that one's a little bit farther out. But even within their uh, current uh, approvals, there's plenty of room. Uh, for this company to grow, uh, take market share, and make more organs available. Yes, and you mentioned a very good point. Um, a lot of the major transplant centers tend to be concentrated in areas, which really does limit the um, available organ pool. And so being able to increase the distance or the range that an organ can travel, in some cases up to 1,500 miles, is pretty remarkable. But it also leads to, I guess, safer surgeries for the transplant recipient as well. Um, the surgeons don't have to be as hurried when they know they have a long time because the organ is being basically kept alive. Um, so you've got fewer mistakes, expanded pool, and if you can't get behind that type of technology, they also have a business model, Brian, that really drives a predictable reoccurring stream of revenue for this company as well. Yeah. Uh, so Transmedics is pursuing a razor and blade model. So the razor is the the OCS console, which is again the the system that kind of moves the the organs around. Uh, but every time an organ is put in there, uh, there's a number of single use uh, perfusion sets and solutions that are consumed with uh, with each move. So it is a razor and blaze model. Uh, they don't break out the the split now, but they did say that their longer term goal, once they get to scale, is for about ninety percent of revenue uh, to be to come through the perfusion sets and the solutions, which means that this is going to be a uh, a recurring revenue model, which just makes me smile as an investor. And these guys are still very early into the commercialization process. But the early numbers we've seen are, are very encouraging. So uh, last quarter, this company posted revenue growth of 94%. Uh, that only clocked in at 5.7 million. So that's quite small in the grand scheme of things. Uh, but there's plenty of upside to that number. Um, and a figure that impressed me was despite only having 5.7 million in sales, uh, gross margin is already 59%. And that number is growing along with sales. Um, if you look at the bottom line, uh, as you'd expect, they are investing heavily in building out their uh, capacity, their sales team. Uh, so their net loss was $9.2 million uh, in the quarter. Uh, but after their IPO, they do have about $96 million uh, in cash on the books. That does give them a few years of a runway. So very, very early early days here, but the early numbers I've seen are quite impressive. Yes. And so, you know, you look at the tech that they're offering, um, really the only ones doing what they're doing with this type of technology. Um, and then you look at the business model for that predictable reoccurring stream of revenue with the razor and blades model that you mentioned. But if you look from when the stock actually IPO'd back in May, stock is down. Um, I think when I last checked, down about 18% as of this recording. I mean, Brian, is this stock still a buy? Uh, that's a, obviously a question that every in, uh, investor has to answer from themselves. This is still a, a high-risk company. And the fact that the stock is down doesn't surprise me that much. We've seen lots of high-growth uh, money-losing companies just get walloped over the last uh, couple of weeks. Uh, that's included many uh, stocks that we follow in the, uh, the healthcare space. Uh, but one number we, we did not mention um, that is definitely worth throwing out there is the company believes that its total addressable market opportunity um, is 
eight billion dollars. Uh, for 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 context, the company expects to pull in about twenty four million in revenue this year. So, just just starting to scratch the surface of what's possible. So if you believe that this technology will grow more and more popular in time and they can execute against that, um, the upside potential here is enormous. So uh, if you're interested, I, I think you can you can buy today just knowing full well that it's going to be a very volatile stock. Very volatile. And they've got a lockup expiration coming here, I believe, at the end of the month. So wouldn't be surprised to see the stock even trade down lower um, going into that. But as you know, as long-term investors. We're looking out over the next three, five, sometimes even 10 years. And so, this is a company that I really think is well-positioned, um, not just in the market, but just I. this is the type of technology I can get behind um, just because it is changing lives. And so, we've got one other stock we want to break down for you. But before that, a quick word from our friends at LinkedIn. As a hiring manager, I can tell you hiring isn't as simple as just putting an ad in the paper or posting to a job board. When you're juggling hiring with everything it takes to grow your business, it's important that you reach the right candidates at the right time. And that's exactly where LinkedIn comes in. As someone who's explored and used the LinkedIn Jobs platform, I can say the most useful feature is their targeted job promotion, where it's really the ability to drive a job via email and across LinkedIn to the candidates with the best skill set for the job. This ultimately makes the hiring process easy, takes it to another level, and at the end of the day, just makes it extremely efficient. So we're talking about things like collaboration, work ethic, adaptability, things you can't quite measure, but LinkedIn does all the legwork to match you to the most qualified candidate so you can focus on hiring the person who will transform your business. More than 600 million members visit LinkedIn to make connections, learn, and grow as professionals and discover new job opportunities. And more than 35 million job seekers visit LinkedIn jobs every single month. To get $50 off your first job post, go to linkedin.com slash full. Again, that's linkedin.com slash full to get $50 off your first job post. Terms and conditions apply. All right, our second IPO is none other than Silk Road Medical, that is ticker symbol S-I-L-K or Silk. Uh, Brian, this is another fascinating company. What can you tell us about what they do and ultimately what problem they are attempting to solve for? Sure. So Silk Road Medical uh, is in the stroke prevention uh, market. So for listeners who are unacquainted, a stroke is most commonly caused when blood flow to the brain uh, suddenly becomes blocked for some reason. Uh, the most common cause is uh, carotid artery disease, which is when artery plaque that's in the neck um, breaks away, travels up to the brain, and causes blood flow to get cut off. And that obviously is a big problem. And to put some numbers around it, um, 800,000 Americans have a stroke each year, and that leads to 140,000 deaths. So this is actually one of the leading causes of deaths. And the best way to treat a stroke uh, is to prevent it from happening in the first place. And there are a few uh, treatment options that are currently available, but Silk Road Medical is kind of pioneering a new way that fixes some of the things that have prevented the other two from being successful. Yeah, since so the stroke is, I'll just say, Brian, the fifth most common cause of death. Um, so it's definitely up there. But as you were saying, when it comes to preventing stroke, um, there are two treatment options, two common treatment options. But 
both, I guess, kind of come with their own pros and cons. Yes. So the uh, first treatment option that uh, surgeons have um, for stroke prevention uh, is an invasive surgical procedure called carotid endarterectomy. And we're just going to call that C-E-A from here on out to make it uh, easy on us. Fair enough, Brian. Uh, (laughs) But this is when uh, a surgeon makes a big incision into the patient's neck and manually scrapes away the plaque that is in the neck. So if they can get the plaque out, um, it will prevent it from breaking away and going up to the brain. Uh, The good news about this procedure is that it's very effective. If a surgeon can go in there, remove the plaque, it does a great job at minimizing the chance that the patient will go on to have a stroke. The bad news is this procedure is highly invasive and very risky. So when the surgeon opens up the neck um, and is scraping away the plaque, that in itself can sometimes trigger a stroke or a heart attack because the plaque is being loosened right then and there, and it's going directly up into the brain. So this is something that uh, surgeons will do, um, but it is not a great option specifically because the, the, the procedure itself is so risky. So the second option uh, was developed more recently, and it is a minimally invasive procedure called transformal, uh, transfemoral uh, carotid artery stenting, and we're just going to call that CAS. So this is when a surgeon enters the body through the leg and snakes up into the neck, and they place a stent over the plaque. So it goes in Uh, in the artery, and the stent expands, and that is designed to hold the plaque in place so that it doesn't break away. Uh, The upside of this, of uh, of a CAS, is that it's way less invasive um, than a CEA. Uh, You're going into the the leg, it's minimally invasive, that's all good. The downside um, is that this procedure is not nearly as effective at preventing the stroke um, as the CEA is. Uh, And the reason is the plaque is still in the body and it's being held in place, but you're not removing it from the body. So one option, been around for a long time, very invasive, but very uh, effective. Uh, Second option, more recent, much less invasive, but much less effective. So Silk Road Medical is kind of figured out a way to combine the best of these procedures and uh, take the best parts of both and combine them together to make an option that's both safe and effective. Uh, and they, pr- they call this new procedure uh, transcarterid artery revascularization. And we're going to call that TCAR from here on out. So a TCAR is when a surgeon makes a small incision into the patient's neck and then a product called the en, en route neuroprotection system then taps into the artery's blood flow and actually reverses the blood flow away from the brain. So it literally goes into the neck and almost like sucks the blood backwards out of the body. That The blood is then filtered through a mesh screen that collects any of the loose plaque, and then the blood is reinserted into the patient's body uh, through their leg. So by pulling the blood away from the brain and then cleaning out the spot, it minimizes the chance that uh, any plaque will flow up into the brain. And by filtering it, you can you can take all of that dangerous plaque, get it out of the body, and you can do so through a minimally invasive procedure. So this is this tech this technology has proven to be both extremely safe for the surgery itself, and yet it's as effective as the highly invasive uh, CAE. So very, very interesting technology. 
Yeah, and you were talking a little bit about the risk, and uh, pretty remarkable. The risk of having a stroke in the first 30 days after having this TCAR procedure is 1.4% versus 2.3% for that first procedure, the CEA one that you mentioned, Brian. But really, the benefits don't necessarily stop there. This is a surgery that happens much faster, um, does reduce the actual length of time that the patient is in the hospital. And uh, you talked about the huge scar of the CEA. Um, I'd encourage any of our listeners to check that out. But it's essentially almost from your chin all the way down to your, your collarbone, a huge scar. But with T-car, it's very small incision, so much less uh, invasive than the procedures that are out there. And what we've seen, Brian, I mean, growth with this particular procedure and this particular technology is, is really growing through the roof. Yeah, so this this has been uh, on the market for a couple of years. Um, they the company performed uh, eighteen hundred or surgeons performed eighteen hundred T car procedures in twenty seventeen. Uh, excuse me, excuse me. Last year, that number is going to grow to over eight thousand uh, this year. So this is definitely taking off uh, for all the benefits that we we talked about previous to the show. And uh, for perspective, about a hundred and sixty eight thousand. Um, carotid revascularization procedures are performed each year just in the U.S. So that translates into about a $1 billion uh, opportunity for just just the uh, the stroke prevention procedure. Um, but Silk Road believes that this technology could also be used in other um, disease states down the road. So they're currently researching how they could use it for diseases of the heart, for the aortic arch, uh, and of the brain. But a $1 billion market opportunity within the U.S. just within its current labeling. So massive room for growth. Massive room for growth. Very exciting potential. But how are they doing financially right now, Brian? Yep. So very similar to Transmedics. Uh, it's still very early stages for this company. Um, their revenue in 2017 for the full year was about $14 million. Uh, the current estimate for this year is $61 million. So about a 4x in two years. Last quarter, top-line growth was 92%. And another impressive number financially about this company is that even though their sales are just getting started, uh, gross margin for their, for their, for their device is uh, 75% and growing. So very fast sales growth, very high gross margin. I think listeners should know at this point that's a combination that we love to see as fools. Um, net loss last quarter was $12 million dollars. That's a completely acceptable number. This is a company with $300 million in cash after their IPO, so they can fund themselves for many, many years, even if their cash burn uh, doesn't move at all. Um, so this is a very fascinating business. Wall Street is onto this growth story. They've priced it appropriately. It's more than 20, 20 times sales, but the upside here, uh, just like with Transmedics, could be enormous. The potential here is huge. All right, Brian. So to close us out, I know I've got my top pick of the two, but which one would you say right now is the better buying opportunity? I think both of these uh, businesses should definitely deserve a spot on an investor's radar. And the risky thing that here is that both of them are new IPOs. So they're going through that kind of weird transition where they were private and now they're public. And how do they perform when having uh, Wall Street's expectations over their heads? So we don't have a lot of data to go on there. But based on what I've seen so far, I think that I am more interested in Transmedics, uh, if for no other reason than it seems to have um, 
a competitive landscape that is much, much lower than it is for Silk Road. Uh, Silk Road is trying to displace two procedures that it has a superior method to, but you could you could see that some physicians might be resistant to that, whereas I would see much less um, resistance for transmedics uh, technology uh, personally. I could be wrong there, but between the two, I think I like that one a little bit better. How about you? How did I know you were going to say that? I also think transmedics is the better buy. They're completely in a field of their own, just offering this innovative technology with a very large total addressable market. They're just getting started. I love that razor and blades model that they're building out with the consumables. As you know, as fools, we love that predictable revenue stream. And really, given their current sales, I think their growth runway just looks so much more impressive to me than Silk Road Medical. But I think for any listener, you really can't go wrong with either one. But if I had to choose, I would be putting my money into Transmedics. And with that, that'll do it for Brian and I for this week's Industry Focus Healthcare Show. We want to thank you so much for tuning in. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against, so don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. This show is being mixed by Austin Morgan. For Brian Feroldi, I'm Shannon Jones. Thanks for listening, and full on.